World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Oh, good morning, I'm... Uh... Peeling open my communion this morning. We are going. Excuse me. We are going to take communion. <coughs> excuse me. I thank God for Joe getting up so early out there on the West Coast to, to do this, and uh, it's re- it's really it's you know pretty cool that we're able to all come together and and uh, uh, fellowship together as we take the communion. So get get ready to do that. And just uh, want you to know again: lies, deceptions, and, and fear. Oh my! Lie, deception, and fear. Because they're laying out there today, again, for all of us to be very, very afraid, very afraid, very afraid, because those muzzies are getting ready to attack us again. And I don't want to make light of anything that's going on, but every time I leave my house, the possibility of injury is always with me. And uh, as I said yesterday, I had the chance last night to be on the Patriot Party News Forum. They had, you know, they do that once every, anyway, there's, they were, uh, Six of us, I think. We just kind of did a show together. Guys, I really, really don't even know. And, uh, you know, we, we are so, folks, we are so burdened by fear. We're so, so burdened by fear. And remember, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, the Bible says, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. There's not a one of us here that can live one second longer than the Lord permits us to. Not a, not a one of us. You know, we hear the old saying, uh, why do good things I'm sorry, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, can I tell you the truth? A lot of people aren't good. <laughs> That's one thing. A lot of things aren't, aren't good. And the consequences of evil in the world is all around us. And as I said before we got rolling here in the, in the pre-show, one of the, one of the things that, that I'll never ever, when I, when I get up to heaven, if there is such a place, or I, of course, you know what I'm saying, and I sit, I want to make it through the pearly gates. And I go sit on the Lord's lap. I'm, I'm going to just sit down. And I'm going to say, hey, Lord, golly, what, where, did, where did we so get this defeatist attitude in the church? And by defeatist attitude, I don't mean, I, look, the Bible, uh, I'm sorry, churches preach personal victory, personal victory. I'm going to say, Lord, what happened to corporate victory? What happened to expanding your kingdom? What happened to go ye into all the world? And teach them to observe all I've commanded. What happened to that one, Lord? And it started because Joe Carrico is Joe's out in San Francisco, I think it is Joe, although I could be wrong. And Jeff Nell's in is in Fallon, Nevada. And both of those guys, I don't know what's West Coast, are talking about how miserable and dirty the cities have become. Everywhere you look, there is no there. It's, it's unbelievable, isn't it, friends? As you as you look around, we see what's going on. And here's my here's my take on it. Everybody would be better off if Christianity was once again reigning in America. I want, I want to ask you this. Think right now. If we, if we, if we just went beyond uh, salvation, heaven, and hell, if we just lived in a culture and a society where Christian values were expected, who would not benefit? Who would not benefit? Everyone would benefit. Now, why don't we promote Christian values and demand Christian values be taught to others? Why doesn't the church get engaged and do that? Because somewhere along the line, they have told us what? Separation between the church and state. I I know I sound like a broken record. Repetition is the heart of learning. There is, folks, there is not one element the American society, the American culture, not one element of it that Christ is not king over. Does anybody want to disagree with me? Jesus Christ is king over Hollywood. 
whether they acknowledge him or not. Jesus Christ is king over government, whether they acknowledge him or not. Jesus Christ is king over pharmaceuticals, whether they acknowledge him or not. Jesus Christ is king over the family, whether they acknowledge him or not. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So why do those of us who bear his name, or dare I say it, carry his word to the world, which is what he told us in the great commandment, go into all the world. Why won't we do it? Why is it? Why has the church become such an ingrown toenail to the point where I, I, it's been quite a week for me because we've really, we've really delved or dived in some, some things that are pretty, I mean, it's pretty testy stuff. Some of the stuff we're talking about, who are the Jews and what, who is Israel and uh, the bloodline and God's chosen people and it really rattled some cages, which I think is a good thing. I think it's a good thing, but look, look, folks, Christians, I'm, I'm, I'm just me. What's going on in the Middle East? Is that really what we're supposed to be focused on? Is, is that really what it is? I can't do anything about the Middle East. I can do something about Hebrew and Ohio. I can do something about Licking County, Ohio. I can do something about Fairfield County, Ohio. Why is it we get this large overview of everything that's going on in the world and miss what's happening right in front of us? right in front of us, things we could do, differences we could make, rules we could push in our local communities. Occupy till he comes. It frustrates me because I think it shows to the world that Christianity is kind of fraudulent, that the Christians don't even really believe what they say they believe, and that the Ten Commandments are protective. Don't lie. Don't uh, steal, don't covet, don't commit adultery. How simple can this be? And how much better would the world be if we just did that? And why don't Christians make that happen? How can some government entity tell you you don't have the right to promote and publish God's law? Where, do, where would a government get an op- get the right to be able to do that? And if you look around, that's what we're dealing with everywhere, friends what we're dealing with. The salt has lost his savor. And now because the salt has lost his savor, our engagement is going to be more difficult than it had to be. Are you you stroking with me? You understand where we are? And that's the point I tried to make last night when I was, folks, we're going to do communion, I promise. The Christian church spends most of its time arguing amongst itself. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. The greatest, mm. greatest conflict many of us have in our personal life. Amen. Not with the government. It's not with Holly. It's not with any of that stuff. It's with other believers who do not agree with us doctrinally. And we can't seem to understand that Jesus told us to go and teach them to observe. Why will we not pick up that mantle and go do it? Why do we, when we get confronted, any church, any group of people, when you get confronted by the government says, you're not allowed to do this here. Why do we tap, put our tail between our legs and say, yes, sir, I'm sorry, officer, and leave? When, in fact, it is a command from our commander in chief, you go and you do it. And by the way, they're going to hate you. You're going to be confronted. They're not going to like it. Your mom's going to hate you. Your sister's going to like Everybody's going to hate you. But stay with me here. We're building a kingdom, baby. We're building a kingdom. And it's root hog or die. And those of you who played football, Coach Norm's out there and some other guys, you understand what root hog or die was? It was when you were on the fourth, fourth and goal. You're on the one-yard line. And you told those defensive linemen, root hog and die. Meaning when the ball was snapped, baby, you put your nose in the dirt and you drive down and in as deep as you can to the other guys so they can't get that ball across the goal line. And at what point is the American church going to say, root hog or die, baby? Root hog or die? We're going to die right here. When they go do that. And I look around here in Ohio, issue one, vote, uh, get my head working, vote no on issue one. You can't even get churches to promote parental rights. can't get churches to promote the protection of unborn babies. What the hell must Jesus be thinking when he looks at us? Amen. And so you come in here every day. God bless you all for coming in, coming in here. 
And then you leave here and you're all fired up. And you know that when you go, people look at you like you got six heads. They don't even know what you're talking about. And the worst thing about it is we're trying to, we're trying to give uh, godly principles into a culture where there's no salt. There's no backup. We make church just about salvation and me being happy and healthy, and wealthy and wise and being oblivious to our call to be the salt of the earth, the salt to others. I just want to get that off my chest here on 10-13-2023 because uh, <clears throat> I don't know about you. I'm not going to be hiding in my house today with my AR looking for Muslims to come down my driveway. I'm not going to do that. Maybe, maybe the rest of you want to live like that. I ain't going to. I ain't going to live like that. I'm not going to live like that. Are, are some Muslims going to come down some driveways and kill some people? Uh, probably. But I'm going to tell you this: if that happens, it's going to be Luciferian serving people. And if you want to believe that that is, oh, well, I'm not. I'm not going to get in. Joe, I'll shut up a minute. Go ahead and lead us through. Go ahead and lead us through communion here, brother. Yeah, I, uh, good. Hang on, Joe. Hang on. Mel, put her hand up. I know she must want to say something before we go to communion. Go ahead, Mel. Thanks, Coach. It's actually about what you're talking about. I just finished a book called The Untold Story of the New Testament Church, and it actually is a is a book that talks about the context of what was happening in that first century church, and it also um, gives the the um, New Testament in order because the letters were all actually put in order in the Bible from largest to smallest, which makes no sense because you don't really know like what happened when. But um, when I was reading it, it reminded me of what you were saying in that in the first century, it was miserable. It, it, people were suffering so terribly. And so when, when Christian churches started to form, I mean, it, it was revolutionary. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, and so here we are. I mean, all we have to do is what God has told us to do. And that is, you know, be, be his church, be his body. And, you know, people will be drawn to that. But um, it, it's up to us to do it. So I, amen, coach. Amen. Amen. I, folks, you'll never find amen, I mean, you'll never find a Christianity where we're just going to sit in church and don't do anything. Yeah, that is not. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Wow. So I could bring God into a situation and it's all light, no dark. Is that what it says? Yeah. Yes, I think so. sir. Yeah. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Amen. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Wow. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses, cleanseth us all from sin. Amen. Hey, folks, it's about Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. It's not about your feast days. It's not about whether you do this or don't do that. It's not, not, it's not about all. It's, that's all ancillary. It's all good. It's all nice. But it ain't nothing, man. If you ain't right with Jesus, if you don't have Jesus, anything else you do is dumb. It's worthless. Go ahead, Joe. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you have made and for allowing our lungs to be full and our hearts to beat and to join together in this congregation online that meets every day in the week. It helps us start our day with you in our minds, with you as our focus. And Lord, we know that there are evil plans of the enemy and the wicked, and we could spend the whole show reciting in precatory psalms. It may do some good for that if we do that, but we know, Lord, that we ought to need to do more and guide us to do the right things this day. <clears throat> guide us to protect those that need protection, to 
walk where you would have us walk, say what you would have us say, be and do and become today the person you want us to be this day. And help our country and all of the other countries in the world that are having having or will have challenges because of this evil edict gone out. And we ask you, we pray for the, the peace with Jerusalem, Lord. And we pray that all the innocent there be saved and that the wicked are not allowed to do anything wicked again. And bring righteous justice to the world, Lord. Bring justice to the world, Lord. And we are so grateful that we serve a God that gave his only begotten son, that we who believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. And so we ask you now, as we, as we look upon ourselves, to forgive us our sins and transgressions as we take Holy Communion. And we ask you to bless the bread and the drink, which represents the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, shed for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, John. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine, until that day when I drink new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, everybody. Amen, Joe. Thanks for getting up. Thanks for doing it. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. We serve a conquering king. We serve a guy who's king of kings, lord of lords, right now. Not a soon-coming king. Well, he's a soon-coming king. He's king now. Hmm? Kings of the world have set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against that king of kings. They think they can overthrow him. They think that they can, they think that uh, uh, at the end of the game, they're, they're going to be standing, holding the football in the, in the end zone. <clears throat> That's not the way I see it. And I think that every day our job is to do all we can to expand the, the kingdom of God. So here's what I want to do this morning. I've got some stuff, <clears throat> but I want to open it up. I want to open it up right now rather than, um, what's on your, what's on your heart today? What I hate that sounds so Christian, doesn't it? What what's what's important to you today? What's something you'd like to share today? Love to hear from you. Janine's already in. Go ahead, Janine. Well, I just like to say that I am half Arab and half Polish. My my ancestors and my grandfather and everybody came from uh, Lebanon. I always thought it was Syria. And when I was a young child, or growing up, I should say, because I'm 70 now, but um, uh, we had hundreds of people from the Middle East come over to our house because they were, my dad sponsored them going into colleges here in the U.S. And they were from either Jordan, Lebanon, you name it, parts of Africa, Libya, you name it, they came. And I can tell you each and every single one of them, when they would come here, would say, we don't understand what's going on. We, the Jews and, and the Arabs get along just fine. There is some dissidents. We don't know who they are. Same thing that happens here in the United States. We think that there's all this rioting caused by uh, some black people or whatever. We don't know who they are because when you talk to your neighbor, they say, I don't know who in the heck it is. Well, it's our government causing dissension. They want total, a total um, uh, uh, fighting going on all over the world. 
Yes, ma'am. Now, I would say, yes, there are some that hate because they've been trained by generation of, uh, of hatred, but that's so far and few. You go over to the Middle East and in Palestine, uh, where they've pushed those uh, uh, Arabs, they, what are they going to fight with, rocks? <laughs> they can't, they, you see, if you remember pictures of in the 70s or the, uh, even the Eight-Day War, they were fighting with rocks. Where do you, th- I mean, seriously, do you think they can come up with all these types of guns? If they did have any, they were given to them. Just like we've got an <clears throat> open border here, guys. Yeah. It, it, the enemy is not who you think it is. It's the people that we think are supposed to be serving us. It's a gabal of Kazarian, I can't even say it right now because I'm so emotional. And then uh, just to add to that, when my family went over to the Middle East, my dad just went over there to take, you know, to a look. Every place he went, they recognized him and treated him like a king. He couldn't believe it. And all those people said, you treated our, our people you know, so well. I mean, he didn't have to pay for it. Didn't matter where he went, they knew him. So I'm telling you, folks, what we see on the media is not true. I just posted a thing from the Crow House in the chat. I encourage you to watch it because he does show you pictures. They can't fight with anything, folks. We had pictures of little kids running around years ago with bombs. Do you think (laughs) that wasn't set up? Do you think it might not have been on on a, a stage? Wake up, folks. It's you know, not- Janine, I, I just saw a statistic last night that in Israel, 1% of the population has a gun. Exactly. Words, out of every 100 homes, one of the homes would have a gun. They don't want to have that. They, they can't even have, yeah, it's rocks they fight with, folks. Yeah, yeah. So, again, we have to understand, it's folks, it's the kings of the earth, right? The kings of the earth. Think about what's going on in America and how much stuff is being done in the name of America that you don't agree with. You don't believe that. You're not doing that. Yet you're an American and we paint the the, uh, the uh, European world, the Asian world. They paint all Americans that way. We have to be careful because we're guilty of the exact same thing. And it's propaganda and it's done on purpose, in my opinion. Divide and conquer. Roger, go ahead. Oh, you know, Dave, you mentioned something a few minutes ago. One of the there's two things that are very good in the queue can ask people, and it starts conversations. And what you said about name one thing, name one area of our culture, both you know politically or otherwise, that Christianity controls. Okay, it is a powerful question to ask a fellow believer, a churchgoer. Please tell me. And then when they don't have an answer, the follow-up question is, do you understand what the role of the Christian is in the culture? That's right. Biblically, Because it is perfectly clear in God's word of the need for involvement and the benefit of society when Christians rule. Roger, just the benefit, that's a point, a great point. Just the benefit of following the second set of six of the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Oh. people down said would, would it be better if we didn't lie would it be better if we didn't steal would America be better if we didn't commit adultery would America be better if we didn't covet yep well it, and it's a it's an easy one for people in the queue to bring up for discussion especially with church goers right. hey I'm so glad you're here every Sunday I've got a question for you tell me where does Christian influence rain in our culture amen good question there's no answer i think the next one real quick is please tell me sunday school class who has had more effect in the culture in the last 35 years hugh hefner sunday school class or billy graham sunday school class amen the answer is obvious and then the question is why it's because they've secularized America and told us that you keep your Christianity in a box in the church, which is the exact opposite. Jesus said, says you don't put your light and put a bushel over the top of it. You shine your light before men, right? And we just have, we, for whatever reason, 
we've made Christianity for the most part personal, not broad-based cultural. I still think it's help for us. Myra, then Bobby. Coach, it is written, Romans 8, 37 through 39, nay, in all these things were more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature that shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, so Spencer, who's running the billboard? I didn't even look. Who was it this morning? Is it John? Is it Spencer? Okay, Spencer, go to Webster real quick. For I am persuaded. Persuaded. Folks, that's sharing the gospel. Persuaded. Persuaded means influence or drawn to an opinion or determination by an argument, advice or reason suggested, convinced, induced. So Paul was persuaded, meaning what? He used to think one way, and now he thinks another way. And one of the points I made last night on the on the Patriot Party news, and I try to make here every day, folks, you have to be very, very careful what you promote. Can I, can I take, let me give you a, not can I, it's my show. Let me give you an example. I'll get you with you, Bobby. Hang on. Someone near and dear to me, and I won't say it is, so I don't want to embarrass anybody. I was having a conversation with him because this person's not walking with the Lord. Just not raised in it, not walking with it. And through the course of the conversation, I wasn't trying to uh, twist his or her arm or persuade. I just were having a conversation. And this person said to me, Coach, although they didn't say coach. You know, I grew up in I grew up in a house where my mom was constantly scaring me with the rapture talk. She said, he said, she would go around the house and she would warn me, Oh, you better get right with the Lord. The the rapture's coming, Jesus is coming back. And you don't he he said she so turned me off from Christianity through her fear of the rapture, the return of Jesus, that it didn't even become real to me anymore. And, and, I, and I wonder how many of us find ourselves in that situation over the last three days that we've, that we've been doing here on Coach Dave Live, touching those topics and issues that people simply do not want to touch because they would rather hold close a belief that may or may not be true. And have to understand that our belief system, what you believe, really matters. It controls everything you do. And just as importantly, everything you do impacts other people. And so you can sit around, all of us, I'm talking to me now, and I can take out my pet theology, and I can line up 88 reasons why Jesus is coming in 88. I can go through all that litany. I've told you this before. You can go into the Bible, and you can probably uh, verify about everything you believe. But I also can go into the Bible, and I can probably bring a counter-argument to most things that you believe. Because why? Truth is truth. And truth sometimes is not situational, but sometimes things that are written in the Bible, although it's a principle, were just for in the times in which it was written. That is so hard for us to understand. We're living in a culture and a society today where I can go right now, pull up my phone, and type on my phone, and Myra will get the message. That quick. This, hey, this ain't the first century world anymore, friends. It isn't. And the things... We have, to, we have to grasp the fact that the wicked one, if you believe the Bible, says that he is on a rampage now. Why? Because he knows his time is short. Now, wait a minute. If he knows his time is short, are we winning or losing? You ever heard of pulling out all the stops? Why are they pulling out all the stops? Because they're losing. They're losing. Are you looking at me? The devil is losing. Right now, his resources are being drained 
faster than the oil reserves in America. He Boom. is losing all power and all authority right in front of us now, and he is throwing the kitchen sink at us. And we're not smart enough to understand now's the time to advance. Now is the time. The churches don't get it. And so individually, we don't know what to do. Great frustration. Bobby, come on in. Well, right out the gate, I just want to wish everybody a happy jihad day, right? <laughs> That's right. Happy jihad day. Enjoy your day. <laughs> so aside from that, I got a poster on my wall at work with a cross and certain Bible verses on it that literally and the bottom of it says, this poster will get you killed or imprisoned in 51 countries. All right. So that's that's uh, the reality of the war that exists between uh, Islam and Christianity. It's it's been for 1500 years, probably much more. Aside from that, it was just 2 years ago that when we pulled out of Afghanistan, not only did we leave 100 billion dollars of military equipment there with those with, with uh the hardware being used against people right now. And aside from that, all of uh, much of the military equipment that we sent to Ukraine, you can buy on the dark web for $30,000. You can get a tank buster. That was out earlier this year. But there, we left at least 10,000 people in Afghanistan to be killed, tortured, beheaded, and in some reports, boiled alive. So that's your loving religion of peaceful Islam for you. And, and Bobby, listen, folks, let me tell you this. Okay, this, this is, I'm just oh. calling like, I just call them like I see them. <clears throat> the more destructive war that's going on in the world right now is between the fake Jews and Christianity. Folks, if you don't understand that that's at the heart of our battle, you need to do some research. We've, and we've been going for the, all week, been talking about Judaism and Israel and all that stuff. Look, folks, fake Judaism, George Soros Judaism, Charles, what's what uh, the guy, uh, my brain went dead, Senator Chuck Schumer, Senator Dianne Feinstein, Judaism. Those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan, Jesus Christ. Christ himself told us. And don't ever forget that the battle is not what they're telling us is a racial battle. It is at the very heart of it, the seed of the serpent against the seed of the woman. Now, the seed of the woman is worldwide Christianity. And fake Judaism is one of our greatest enemies. Does anybody disagree with me on that? Anybody, anybody disagree? Those imposters. By the way, we have imposters in pulpits. We have imposters in churches. We have imposters in government. We have imposters everywhere they look. And <laughs> what did Jesus say? Huh? Well, yeah, pardon me, but I never knew you. Who 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 are you again, Mr. Chris? I don't, I don't think we met, right? So the idea of infiltration and imposters is so much insidious than the Muslims. I know the Muslims are our enemy, but are they any more of our enemy than George Soros? George Soros hates Christ. Yet he calls himself a Jew. Chuck Schumer hates Christ. Diane Feinstein, Stein, Stein, hates Christ. Anybody picking up what I'm laying down here? So we got we cannot lose sight of the fact that there are many of those who we think who are on our team and they are not on our team. And I'm going to tell you there's nothing worse than treason from within. There's nothing worse than betrayal of somebody you thought you could trust only to find out that you couldn't. That's where, that's where I think we are. That's where I think we are. And that's why I've spent the last uh, three days or four days, however it's long here, trying to get all of us to open our eyes and understand who it is we're dealing with here. Who is Israel? Who are the Jews? Who are Hebrews? Who are Abraham's children? Abraham's seed? Who are God's people? Who are God's chosen people? If we don't get this right, then we're going to be 
We'll be chasing windmills. Come on in, Rochelle. Hi. Good morning, team. Thanks, Coach. Um, yes. All right. Let me just say thank you, Bobby Lee. That was funny. <laughs> um, every now and then we need a good laugh, and God's laughing at them. I should be laughing at them too. That's right. Um, and then who was that that came in first? Was was that Janine from? Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. Um, thanks for sharing that. The media controls like everything through our eye gates, you know. Okay. And we, I mean, I you and, have you know, Michelle, these, Pardon me, Michelle. Who controls the media? See, we got to look at that, right? Go, go right. Ahead. So exactly, that's exactly where I'm going. And I mean, I had heard that you know, BB tells everybody we're gonna. War's on, get out of there. And then I heard he blocked the exits. I can't say that that's true or not, but how can that make sense? Okay, get out. We're going to level it, but now you can't leave. And then I heard that Biden with people, Americans who want to get out of Israel, (laughs) he's like making them sign promissory notes in order that they're payback there. That's right. right. Listen, these people who should be helping and be the grown up in the room are the most absurd. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll stop there. It's just absurdity. um, Also what you, uh, one more thing. And then I'll, um, yes, with the situation that we created by leaving the weapons, by funding all of this stuff. And by the way, these guns have been tracked and some of them are making it their way through the Southern border. These guns that were left in Afghanistan, Afghanistan. So there's so much going on. Stay frosty, but don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. That's right. That's right. Stay strong for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, folks. And deception, deception is running wild. It's running wild, right? That's the advancement of the kingdom. Is the solution to all of this. That's the solution to all of it. And we don't, whatever reason, we don't think God's all powerful. We don't think, well, we think he's in control because why? We're putting, oh my goodness. I had somebody tell me one time when I was out street preaching and I was giving them the gospel or whatever I was giving I was, I was on a roar man preaching against sin homosexuality and all that stuff and some guy walks over to me and pats me on the belly and he said what about gluttony as I'm standing there with a the microphone in my hand I thought wow and the Lord told us Sort of. My mom told me, you clean up your own room before you clean up somebody else's. And I wonder if maybe we ought to clean up America before we try to clean up Israel. Because with what authority of God does this pagan nation have saying we're going to go defend? Are you kidding me? God's going to send this pagan nation to defend? His holy land. Sorry, something in that don't flush with me. It don't flush. Georgia McCoy, come in, Georgia and Dale. That's right. It don't flush with me either, Coach. So anyways, let me go ahead and read from uh, the Jewish Talmud. Uh, Sanhedrin 54b. A Jew may have sex with a child as long as the child is less than nine years old. So, so from 15, uh, even the best goyim, which is everybody that's not the Jew, should be killed. Yeba Moth 98a, all children of Goyim are animals. This is from the Talmud, right? Yeah, this is the Talmud. This, this is, is these the, folks, listen. These we, are the we, Jews we, that are not Jews. That the Jews follow the Old Testament. They don't, they follow the Talmud. The Sanhedrin 57a, when a Jew murders a Gentile, there will be no death penalty. Teshapat Jeba Moth 84b, if you eat with a Goy, it's the same as eating with a dog. And it goes on and on. Okay. The Jews that are not Jews. Thanks. So, so, so the Jews who are not Jews. Nobody here is criticizing God's chosen people. We're just asking, do we know really know who we are, right? That's really the question we're asking. Dale. Well, Coach, I'm just going to – I prefer to use the words of Jesus. And before, you know, we always want to put the cart before the horse. And this, he's coming, and you better get ready, and all of this. And that famous cornerstone rapture church thing is Matthew chapter 24 and all of these things. But listen to how this this comes when, when he is asked the question by his disciples, when will the sign of your time, of your coming, and the end of the age, that's verse 3, 
I'm only going to just quote four. And Jesus answered and said unto them, see to it that no one misleads you. Uh, just put the brakes on <laughs> right there. Uh, amen, baby. Amen. Amen. Hey, folks, how about we clean up our own house? Huh? How about we quit sending money to the Middle East? How about that's where I stand with it. That's where I stand up because here's what I believe in my heart that God's made America the shining city set on a hill. We were the beacon of Christianity and liberty to the world. And can I tell you something? There's been a bushel basket put over the top of America. And until we get that bushel off of America, it ain't going to matter a hoot in hell what we do in Israel. That's my take on it. Christine, come on in. First timer. Unmute yourself, dear. Can you do it there, Christine? I'll come back to you. Pull up communism is here. Pull up communism is here. Uh, Jonathan, is it? (laughs) I'm sorry, Spencer. (laughs) I'm all over the place. This is really good. It's a few minutes long. That's really good. Hey, folks, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord isn't, there's bondage. Communism is bondage. This is about five minutes, I think. It's really good. Go ahead, play probably the most important thing that I've ever written. It was boosted by Elon Musk and is now being read by millions of people. There's some people out there, though, who need to hear this on video. So I decided to read this thread to people so they can share it with their friends who may be only watching on video and not willing to read a super long thread. So let's dive right into what I wrote, because it's about where we are in America. And I entitled this, It's Time to Understand What Time It Is in America. President Trump is being prosecuted by Biden's regime and multiple state-level Democrats. Every agency in government has been weaponized to investigate Elon Musk because he's trying to level the playing field online to empower citizens, especially citizen journalism. Newsweek just broke the story this week that the FBI is both investigating Trump voters and treating them like terrorists by using the same types of tools that they used against ISIS. The Department of Homeland Security and CISA both used proxies to censor influencers like me and Charlie Kirk for opposing Democrats too effectively. Grandmas, including one with cancer, who thought they were allowed into the Capitol after police waved them in on January 6th, were thrown in prison despite the fact that they themselves did not commit any violence. George Soros-elected DAs are releasing pedophiles and criminals to carry out record levels of crime. Over 7 million illegal immigrants have entered our country under Joe Biden as president. And for some context, only 14 states in America even have populations larger than that. Okay, I want you to think about that. The vast majority of U.S. states don't even have 7 million people living inside of them. But that's how many came in under Joe Biden. Schools are grooming kids about so-called social justice, gender identity and sexual topics, including books with porn in them while hiding all of this from parents. This is indisputable, okay? And when I wrote this list, I'm gonna pause from the thread for a second because I want people to understand something. When I wrote this list, I wrote it with the intent of people being able to take this in as fact, okay? I didn't use any sort of hyperbole or anything along those lines to try to exaggerate what's going on. I'm just giving you the basic facts of where America is in 2023. So here we go. People fear saying that they vote Republican, despite the fact that Republicans won the 2022 popular vote. A lot of people don't know that. We won the popular vote in 2022. And they fear saying that they vote Republican because they know they can lose their jobs over it or be ostracized publicly. Doctors are giving kids sex changes with the full support of the White House, including children of our troops. Doctors are losing their licenses over disagreeing with the regime and their narratives. This is happening on a multitude of subjects, not just one. Banks, big tech, and online transaction services have banned prominent influencers for the crime of being conservative. We've seen this time and time again, not just in the United States either. We've even seen it abroad with people like Nigel Farage. Banks, I'm going to skip to the next one. Inflation and interest rates are destroying our economy in ways that we'll be dealing with for over a decade. 
80 to 90 percent of Congress represent themselves and their agenda or their lobbyists instead of the people that elected them to office. This is one of the most critical problems facing our country is voters don't have true representation in Washington. And this is a problem we need to focus on fixing and pressuring, frankly. Big tech companies manipulate what the public sees to sell the Democrats narrative. This is something that is indisputable. When you look at the environment in our country, even when somebody uses Google, Google is manipulating what they receive back when they search a specific topic. So okay, if you, you search about, say, the 2020. No, 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 no. Big communism. Big communism. Where's big religion? Does anybody, can anybody tell me where's big religion? Where's big Christianity? Is there any such thing? Oh, yeah, they're out there selling their books and your best life now and let you sit around and get stuffed like a pig putting an orange in your mouth just before they throw you in the oven. That's exactly where we are, and the church won't stand up and speak anything about it. Christine, Ooh. you want to try to get back in here, Christine? You have to unmute yourself or take, take yourself down. Open forum. Somebody come on in here. Yes, Janine, I agree with you. It's a battle for our mind. It's a battle for our mind. It's a battleground of the mind. Take captive every thought that exalts itself again to the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ, to the obedience of Christ. The war, folks, has not changed. Seed of the serpent, the devil, against God's children, and God's children will not actively engage. Michelle. Thanks, Coach. Um, I'll, I'll just throw this out there. You know, one thing that, um, and I heard Gen Z actually complaining about this. So um, I kind of like the Gen Zers. They're, they're starting to speak up a little bit. And one of the things lately is the um, Victoria's Secret um, issue has come out. And um, apparently, you know, when you think of Victoria's Secret, these are supposed to be beautiful women. That's modeling cute little outfits, okay, that couples can enjoy together. Instead, they've gone totally, totally woke as well. And there's women who just, they're, I'm sorry, they're not pretty. And they're not meant to be pretty. They're cast in a terrible light. They're like hundreds, a hundred pounds overweight. And I was hearing from the girls who actually put the work in, you know, who are on a strict diet. They work out four hours a day um, and they're being kicked to the curb because now we've all decided, I guess we took a vote and now big is beautiful. Now, I'm not I'm not I don't endorse Victoria's Secret or anything like that, but I'm just going on what the media. Once again, the media is in telling us what is beautiful and healthy. And it's a lie. It is not beautiful. It is not healthy. And if you eat three pizzas a day for the rest of your life, it's not going to be very long. So don't forget this, friends. Don't forget this. Thank you, Michelle. I, I agree with you. Don't forget this. That Jeffrey Epstein worked for Victoria's Secret. Say so who? Les Wexner. Les Wexner is Victoria's Secret. Housed right here in New Albany, Ohio. And when you do the deep dive on Victoria's Secret, I hate to tell you this, people say you're going to end up in child trafficking. Boom. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I want to ask yourself this. You go to any mall in America, if there are any malls in America, and you walk into a, you walk into the Victoria's Secret store, because they're in every mall, and there ain't nobody in there buying nothing. So can somebody tell me how Victoria's Secret stays in business? Hmm. Maybe we ought to ask Jeffrey Epstein. Dave Allen, Dave or Sherry, come on in. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Uh, Janine, thanks for sharing that. <clears throat> it reminded me, um, I've had the privilege of traveling extensively throughout Mexico. I've been to the most eastern side, the most western side, and the most uh, southern uh, state of Chiapas. And I've gotten to know the, the people in Mexico very extensively. And what I find interesting is what Americans don't realize is the cartels were 100%, not 99, 100% created by the Americans. And uh, so the violence you see down there is all, you know, that's what you hear in the news all day. But did you know in Mexico City, there's less murders per, per, per day 
than mm. there are in probably a dozen, 25 million people, and there's uh, less murders committed in that city than probably 12, 15 other uh, much smaller cities in the United States. The Latino people are beautiful people. It's unfortunately what we see here, they're depicted as. Uh, I was in a barbershop the other day, and a Latino man sat down next to me in the chair, and he's getting his hair cut. And the barber was asking him by name, and he's doing stoop labor, right? And she said, how were the mosquitoes this year? And he looked at her with a sad look. He said, they were unbearable. But yet you look out in the fields every day. There they are picking the produce that the Americans are eating. And um, so they get a bun wrap. And sure, uh, uh, you know, are some of the people in the ferries coming over? Absolutely. I'm not totally naive. But yet, when you get in down, down into Latino uh, countries, they have a reverence for God. They actually have a fear of yeah. God down there. Amen. And it's interesting. And so I want people to be aware that um, we've been deceived. The depiction that we get of the Latino people is false in general. Hey, sister, they're believers in Jesus. I, I agree with you. But, hey, Dave, it's like anything else. The bad apples are the ones who are making the mess. Just like in America, it's the bad apples. If, if, if <laughs> the, average, the average guy, the average Democrat and Republican can sit down across the table and shake hands. It's the ones who are stirring up all of the uh, dissension. That's, that's the issue. And then the stereotype that all blacks, right? All blacks want to riot. We know that's not true. But now what? What did Hillary say? All MAGA need to be re-educated. You saw that, didn't you? Hillary's true colors. She said that all MAGA supporters need to be re-educated. Oh, yeah. Roger Gates and Betty. Yes, Coach. We see a lot of evil that's coming against uh, believers. But one of the things that I saw a couple days ago, uh, the magazine Christianity Today, been out for years. So a whole bunch of people that work for that have given to Democratic candidates, and some of them have given to pro-abortion. I talked about that yesterday. I did. Yeah. I talked about that yesterday. I'll see. If I I, can... Yeah, it's, it's, we got. We have to be. We we not just what's coming against us, but we have to make sure that we stick ourselves in the scriptures and let it tell us what we believe instead of something we read in a magazine. You know? We've met the enemy and it's us, right? Yeah, it's in the denominations. It's in it's all yeah. over. Christianity. Yep, that's right. That's right. As much as we don't want to admit it, that's the truth. God bless you, man. Betty. Yes, um, I just wanted to say it is our um, job. No, I don't want to say job, but to expand the kingdom of our Lord. So every time I get an opportunity, I try to expand to talk to people and give them a challenge coin because it says in the God's word, I keep asking that the God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, Write them on your door frames of your house and your gates. Those children aren't just our children. It's everybody in the world. We are right. all children. And people read that and they think it's their son and daughter when it is everybody. So like yesterday, I talked to some. Usually when I start talking, everybody's turned around. Sorry. Do you mind? What were you saying? So I, I, it's been a, really an opportunity this week between giving out the signs, the vote no, and trying to expand God's kingdom by giving them a challenge coin and being able to pray over them. Because I tell them, you know, we only have one ticket to heaven, and that's Jesus. He is the only way that you can get to heaven. And the Bible says, only way to my father is except through me that word accept so we are to occupy and obey and doing god's will until he comes and expand his kingdom and Amen. i just love doing that that's all i want to talk about that's all i want to do and not too many people like that amen betty i had a situation this week boom betty and i'm not, not going to go into too depth, much depth about it but uh, how do i what, what would i say uh an msnbc watcher who i know probably has been laughing at me for however long, you know, vaccines and COVID and 
think I'm a conspiracy theorist. And well, uh, this person has uh, really, really bad flu congestion in his lungs. And so I went over and I took some ivermectin, some high hydroxychloroquine, stuff that I know he would have poo-pooed, laughed about. In fact, they said, oh, he'll never take that. <laughs> You're wasting your time. He'll never take that. Had a horse pasty, bingo, take that. I went over there, went over the house and I walked in there with it. I didn't walk in with it. They already had it. And I said, uh, hey, look, here's the way I see it. Whatever's caught in your lungs, you had a couple choices here. Number one, you can be stubborn and laugh. Call me a name. I'm paraphrasing. Call me names and let that stuff get in your lungs and die. Or you can take this stuff that I want to give you. And I know it's going to be hard for you because you've been laughing, laughing, laughing. But the reality of it is, are you willing to risk your life that this hydroxychloroquine and this horse paste might work? Are you willing to risk your life that it won't work? Because the reality of it is, if you die, I'm going to feel bad you didn't take it. And you're going to feel bad you didn't take it. But there ain't going to be a damn thing you can do about it. And you know what happened? He took it. He took it. Is it a lifesaver? I don't know. But folks, this is, we've got to begin to lead with the fact I care about you. Yes, we're different politically. Yes, we, yes, yes, you believe Rachel Maddow. Yes, you do. But I'm sitting here, I ain't Rachel Maddow. And I'm telling you, if you don't take this stuff, you may be dead. Now you can cling to that if you want to. But I want you to take some of this horse paste. I think there are more people out there like that folks than we even know. Ultimately, there ain't none of us want to die. Nobody wants to die. We have to be gentle and careful and honest to give them an out. Michelle, just before I bring you in, I just sent you a new one there, Spencer. Pull it up there because it's what we were just talking about. The idea that, uh, well, I lost, lost my thought. Christianity Today staff made extensive campaign donations between 2015 2022, and it all went to Democrats. Huh? Hey, we're not talking about Jews here. Huh? Oh, no, we're not bagging on the Jews. Christians gave all their donations to Democrats. Come on in, Rochelle. Yeah, I just wanted to, um, you know, this thought came to my mind for the first time during this conversation we were having. I think it was the scripture that, uh, uh, Myra read, do not, and you brought, do not be deceived. Now, Jesus told us, do not sin. He also told us, do not be deceived. And so I looked this one thing up and, um, 40 years ago, I'm sorry, 37 years ago, there were 50 companies in charge of most of the American media. Now 90% is controlled by six corporations and I'm in the middle of looking them up, but so far they're all going to be owned by, guess who, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, right? Those are the three giving us the info. Um, and we have to realize they're all lying. And even the alternative media now, you have to be careful of the sources that you're going to because uh, we were told to not be deceived. So just be very careful. And if you start to feel hatred coming up because of these stories that you're seeing, um, just be be careful because that's what the enemy wants. That's what he's trying to do. That's what he's done for thousands of years over in the Middle East. So don't, I'm not on either side here. I'm praying for, for they're just, I'm praying for this suffering, the people who are suffering. I'm praying that they find Jesus in this and he walks with them. So Rochelle, God bless you, Rochelle. And I, I, you might've heard me yell this morning. By the way, our power went out in the middle of the night last night. This has never happened. Our power went out. The phone rang. It was the power company calling and saying, "Hey, did your power go out?" I said, "This is going to be really, this got to be fake." But it, it, no, it, it really did. It really did. And and so I was getting ready to say something, and of course, lost my train of thought. And maybe the Lord will bring it back to me. Go ahead, Jack. Quickly. 
It's never quicker than Jack. Not only is it controlled by I'm 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 on I'm on I'm on I'm on. Uh, not only is it only controlled by six or eight uh, corporations, but those six or eight corporations only have one source, and that's two of the three-letter uh, alphabet suit agencies. So it's not just that they're, they're only they're owned by only eight corporations; they're all receiving the input from one source, and that's the corrupt government. Hello. Beware the government media complex, right? Beware the government media complex. Real quick, Trent, get in here. God bless the Christian that has left his sinful nature and cleaved unto Christ, died to self, and lived unto Christ for the blood that was shed for them and left the world, Coach, and continues on spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Hey, Trent, on Monday will be show number 2,000. Monday will be show number 2,000. And I can say this without reservation. Some of you have really got your crap together. Because why? You've been seeking the truth. And you're looking around you, and everything that we've been discussing here is coming true, and you're seeing it, right? Isn't it great to be standing on the rock of truth? Let's continue to do that and share with others. God bless you. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday.